Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, to our next entry in the Underworld series. Caleb, how are you doing currently? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good, and just a little peek behind the curtain. This is the we're recording this the same week I released that uh, that first discussion, so it's good timing. Very timely, even though you know our audience and our listeners will not listen to this until the future. Yeah, yes, but Underworld Evolution. Yeah, this is another one that I had on the old uh, UMD, and I just, I really enjoyed it. I watched it a lot, and it definitely got me hyped up for that third one when that came out. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, uh, I guess to <laughs> close the book on this, uh, UMD, Universal Media Disc. Thank you. Yes, I meant Fair to enough. look that up, and I forgot. There you go. Well, there you go. All right, case closed. Yep. So I, over my head didn't like didn't know what this was cultural like or tr- cultural osmosis like not really so you know brand new to this I, i've seen the film don't worry from start to finish but yeah didn't know what this was about and well if you'll you know get your uh digital or physical purchase purchased copies of this uh, legally or illegally <laughs> Um, get to time set zero and please press play right now. Yes. And here we go with the old screen gems, uh, logo back are our buddies from the resident evil series back again. Yep. The fifth time we're seeing this at least <laughs> currently. Yeah. I don't think there was any others before resident evil. Yeah. And I actually don't know if screen gems is even still around today. I don't know if that branch of Sony hmm. still it's producing stuff. Interesting. Yeah, you you gotta. Oh wait, we gotta tie. We gotta crawl. Yep. Glad they had this here. Little little reminder. If you I don't remember the whole uh, Corvinus clan uh, thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, last one was what two thousand four. Yeah, three. So three years later. Three. Okay, which is weird because the movie the credits say two thousand five, but then. Microsoft Store for me says 2006. I confused. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of spoilers for the movie, but it is very uh, mythology driven. So I imagine if you just came in having only seen that woman who's in the theater last, it's you could definitely be lost. Oh my goodness, I just saw Papyrus. Why is the internet not canceling this film? <laughs> uh, maybe this is, maybe I'm missing this reference. <laughs> There's just a. There's just, yeah, there's just some group of people who are like butthurt or at least like, I don't know, triggered by the Avatar logo change from like whatever it was before to like the Papyrus font. The whole re- oh, there was a font change? Oh, I didn't realize. Hmm. There was a whole SNL skit where Ryan Gosling was like, I guess, the designer for it. Wow. wow. And like some people lost their SHIT, so I'm like, oh, okay. That is weird, huh? Oh, and I thought it was fun that, that that woman there on the horse by him was the one that we saw in the first one getting killed on that train. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so giving her not a lot to do, but at least, you know, bringing her and uh, Bill Nighy back for some previous scenes. Unless they shot this, you know, during the first one. Probably not. Yeah, and uh, they brought a lot of people back, surprisingly. And I guess, uh, to be fair, this movie takes place, I think, the next day after the first one, most of it. Not this this opening here, this little uh, prologue, but... <laughs> so I was surprised by that choice. 
feel like you don't see a lot of sequels that do that pick up the exact moment that the end last one ended so the film so the first film takes place in 2002 i think i know it was, i know it was 2003 but it's like because this is yeah. 1202 so then this is 12 yeah 1202 so that would mean that it was 2002 when the first one took place which is 800 years okay that makes sense huh oh i didn't even pick up on that you're right yeah <laughs> that, that's interesting so it's just like john wick where it's only it's taken place within like a week or two <laughs> yeah no yeah that is that's interesting which speaking of which i i don't think this film needed to be called underworld evolution it, i think it could have totally been called like underworld chapter two yeah yeah the evolution does make sense in the context of the movie this isn't like resident evil where they just slap a generic title on at least not to this point in the franchise. I don't know about in the future, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I remember as being a kid finding these, uh, that transformation kind of, kind of cool. And the, this whole action scene being a good mix of action horror. Well, how do you, some of the CGI definitely doesn't hold up as well as I remember. But I was about to say in, in this whole film, how do you think the CGI uh, holds up? I think it's okay. Um, some shots are obviously better than others, but I don't think it's like glaringly terrible. But I, I think maybe for this opening action sequence, it makes it a little bit worse because there's like a, a culture clash with the uh, the old time period. Wow, that's a good gore shot there. They definitely upped up the gore in this one compared to that first one. Yeah, there's a lot of things this film does that previous film didn't do which i kind of like it's very much in a continuation and i'd also say like a well i guess expansion is different than a sequel but no I, th I feel like if this was a novel this is like the next chapter yeah uh, and i do like this action... little oh go ahead <laughs> uh, sorry okay I'll, I'll, I'll start as the action guy i I'm okay with this, but I really don't have much else to comment on. <laughs> yeah, I think it leans more into the... If it's a mix of action and horror, I think it leans slightly more into the horror. Because they really focus on all the gore shots, and we get some cool monster transformations. That's a very big werewolf staple. And it's CGI monster transformations, which isn't always my favorite, but I think they do okay enough. We got a little bit of blood uh, splatter on the lens there. Like a couple shots ago, I never, never really liked that move. Something about that always seems a little bit uh, gimmicky. Takes you out of the movie a little bit for me. Do you think it's a little more like breaking the fourth wall? Yes. Yeah, I do. And sometimes in movies when it's like clearly like a natural, like it just happened. I can accept that a little bit more because that's kind of shows the. Uh, just uh it has a fun, like creative spirit to it a little bit like, Oh no, that's just something that happened that they kind of had to use it. That's, that's interesting. But when it's like a stylistic choice that they intended to do it, that makes me break the, the yeah, break the fourth wall a little bit. It's interesting that some of these werewolves look like werewolves and some of them are just like monster men. I don't exactly know why that is. Maybe they haven't fully transformed because maybe they haven't consumed enough blood or something. I don't know. Yeah, where their 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 bodies are still like black. Gotta be careful how I say that. Their their bodies are black, 
and then like but they haven't yeah they're still not fully transformed yeah what do you think about the uh i mean the first one kind of had this too but i feel like it almost is a little bit more glaring this one where it has that that thing that we talk about with eric every now and again where it's got this like high contrast kind of sheen over it do you feel like that works for this uh this kind of older period setting the start here high contrast sheen I've... like it doesn't have a natural look it's got a very clear clearly uh kind of done color grading and kind of shine to everything oh yeah well i think it certainly makes it stand out from its sister series um mm. maybe i guess if you look at this can you tell it was made in the 2000s yeah the yeah, I'm getting some like maybe Lord of the Rings vibes from here, but I don't think it's in a the, the sheen. Excuse me, I don't think the sheen uh, is a detriment to this film. I I think at least. What do you think? <laughs> Sorry, just because of what's playing on the scene, I thought that was kind of a funny delivery by Bill Nye. Just uh, his eyes are going all over the place, and just a little bit of funny deliveries there. Um, but no, yeah, I do think it makes the movie stand out. It looks, uh, it's got an interesting look to it. I think once we get to all the snowy stuff later, well, I guess it's snowy too. Um, I think it, I think it complements that well. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he is hamming it up this time. Oh boy, my character is already dead, so like I can just say whatever I want. Yeah, I can let it loose, <laughs> or at least sorry, I'll act. You know, more. I don't know, over the top because this is when he was way younger. And now we have a flashback. Interesting. Or at least a recap, excuse me. Yeah, and this like glaze that they put over the screen. I feel like you used to see that a lot in like PS2 games. Maybe PS3, I didn't play that. Uh, but I feel like that's a, a common game trope for recapping the previous game. Yeah, I think I think even though it was cutscene, or not cutscene, but it was like uh, like a graphic novel scene, it was kind of like, I think Max Payne had kind of that filter over it, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, there's a lot about this movie that feels like a video game. But I guess we'll get into it. This is where I was gonna say I was like, you know, this is this is Sony, right? Like they, I, I, I maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like they dropped the ball on the on on this, eh? They they could have totally had like a game here. Like they could have had yeah. a franchise potentially. Like they have this is a film franchise of theirs. Like why? And it, I'm not saying it feels video gamey, but like man, you could do like a, a game of some sort here. I don't know. I'm not saying do a tie like tie in or whatever, but like, I mean, it's long gone now. But like, you could honestly do like because there's vampire clans everywhere. You could just like do an original story. Yeah, it's actually now that you say it, really surprising that yeah we didn't get a PlayStation game. I could totally see it too. It's just, yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Yeah, what's yeah, what's going on here? But like, you know, whatever. I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the game industry, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know if maybe some people were trying to. I think you also got to get the right like team for it to to make it, and those who are passionate. But like, yeah, I'm just I'm surprised. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it's too bad. I mean, I really, I definitely would have played it back then. I think it, uh, it could have been pretty cool. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. I don't think there was a Blade game either. At least none that I remember. So, continuing on from the last film, uh, we have Selene, the lead singer of Creed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, still on the run from uh, Craven and his gang, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we got these little little secret safe houses all over the place. So I guess some more expanding of the the world of these vampires. Although I wasn't quite sure where they're what country they're supposed to be in here. Yeah, that's that's up for debate. I I also questioned that in the first one, I believe. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, we weren't sure in the first one too. Just somewhere vaguely European. Oh. So I guess this proves that these vampires again aren't exactly while they're creatures of the night, they don't necessarily have night vision nor like yeah, neither low light vision nor dark vision, if I'm going by D and D terms. <laughs> yeah, and I remember we complained a little bit like we didn't fully get what the uh the vampire power set was in that first movie. Yeah, I, I have a similar thing with this movie a little bit too. Uh, we'll get we'll get to it. I know. I I only say we're putting pins in this because we'll talk about it chronologically as it comes up. Yeah. Heck, and even think, it, in a way. But go ahead. Yeah, I think Kate Beckinsale there looks pretty much the same, but Scott Speedman definitely looks older. Yeah, only by like three years. Like you can tell if you watched him back to back. I think he would stand out a little bit. Yeah, his hair got more blonde, eh? Yeah, definitely more, uh, I don't know, like straight and almost like half mullety or something. I don't know, there's something weird about it. Yeah, I can see that. It's a little it's a little shorter than my hair, and it's always raining in this mansion. <laughs> yep. Wow, things have not changed. Yep, that guy's still a corpse there. Craven's still being a craven. Yeah, it's... Knock off Trent Reznor still being a dick. <laughs> yeah. There's his band together. Yeah, he's like, if we can find if we can kill this chick, then we can finally, you know, work on our album. Hey, so what happened to the uh the quartermaster that we liked last film? Did he die? Or did he live? I forget. Hmm. He's the bald guy. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember he was involved in the big fight in the end. Yeah. I don't remember if he died. I hope he comes back in the next one because maybe not spoilers i don't he's not in this movie <laughs> hey spoilers i didn't know sir he who does not appear in this film <laughs> i never seen this one. Oh, okay sorry well spoilers <laughs> shouldn't you've just dropped a grenade in there well okay whatever shut up <laughs> well i think that they're were they thinking that they were going to work with him i don't actually especially since marcus was the one that was supposed to be woken up before victor right Yep. So, see, is that key right there or no? No. Okay. Just another, like, different guy. Okay. Actually, I think they were planning to work with him. I think they were going to help him resurrect William. Oh, he dies first. Okay, that makes sense. Because remember, he was working with the Lycans in the first movie. Yep. So I think he was like, this is what I need to... uh... Oh, kind of weird first-person shot there. What is this, Doom? (laughs) <laughs> I think it was a little more clear than Doom. <laughs> yeah, and this is definitely a big change for this this movie. Mr. Flying Man. This this is making me think of uh, Van Helsing. That film doesn't exist. <laughs> At least by, by the standards, but... Yeah, I don't remember what year that came out. Actually, that may have been the same year. 
I think about it. Interesting. Yeah, that would have been weird to have both these out that same year. But this guy's much cooler looking than uh, <laughs> anything in Van Helsing. I mean, he's he looks like the Green Goblin. Um, what's that character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, uh, the Master. Is it the Master or is it like Adam something? Oh, maybe I don't remember. I, I'm only in uh, season two right now, my rewatch. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned to you that we started watching that. No, you you have before. Um, I I've seen images from uh, was it Superpowers Wiki when like talking about enhancements and there's this like character from Vampire Slayer where he's like a genetically engineered creature. I guess I don't I don't remember. Oh, interesting. Like the ultimate life form. I don't know. Um. But oh, and goodbye, Victor. <laughs> um, I I do actually like the fact that all vampires in this world need to do is instead of being telepaths or psychics, they instead kind of Alex Mercer their 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 opponents' uh, memories by via blood. I, I kind of like that. Yep, I like that too. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I've seen that before. I yeah, I remember I think, another vampire thing. I think it's unique to this in a way. It's kind of psychometry in a way, but no, it's it's nice because then if you know somebody's being uncooperative like Victor and he's uh, he's a backstabber, well then all Marcus has to do is just you know drain his blood or at least get some of his blood, read his entire memory of recent events, and is like, oh, you betrayer! Like you're you're definitely <laughs> gonna like stab me in the back. So uh, enough with you, and then just destroys like just ends his life it's like wow fair enough this guy's taking names yeah and he's not stuck with this little worm on his side who it's like oh i'll help you master but then waiting to betray you can just take exactly. all this information yeah no we don't want to star scream here <laughs> yeah well, that's a perfect one yeah well maybe i don't know if star is much for betrayer but definitely a little little weasel uh at least in g1 here mm. uh armada it's a little different he actually has some more character to him. Yeah, and of course, I'm only thinking of the Michael Bay movies. But... Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we maybe we should start breaking out some more of those little the pilots. Pilots fill uh, Transformers stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not not talking about that. <laughs> talk about this movie. A ship. Yeah, it's the ship from House of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, where's Clint Howard? Except it's a much bigger ship than his. <laughs> See, we have a budget, unlike you guys who don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's funny about these movies is I think that they're relatively mid-budget, but they look a little bit bigger than some of the Resident Evil. But I think they're about the same. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I didn't. I've I've not looked at the numbers, but like, at least estimating like what the budgets they have. I'd say, yeah, they're about like on par with like between like the sister series. Yeah, they're both about the same, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. This one was 45 million, according to Wikipedia. Uh, unreputable source, <laughs> untrustworthy source. Take that for a grain of salt. Uh, let's see who they source. They source something weird. <laughs> the numbers website. 
I don't know who to trust, though, because Box Office Mojo, I've also seen proven uh, disreputable. Oh, great. On multiple occasions. So it's hard to say. <laughs> Is that the king from uh, uh, Twin Towers? Or Two Towers, sorry. Was he in that? Derek Jacoby? I don't know. It just looks like it looks like the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, speaking of uh, the master and Buffy, he played the master in the new series of Doctor Who for one episode. Derek Jacoby there. Uh, which... Which, like, which are we talking New Who with Whitaker or with, um... Oh, yes. Uh, New Who is in, like, 15 years ago, almost now. Okay. Or maybe literally 15 years ago. Yeah, wow. Are we talking Smith, Capaldi... Yeah, David Tennant. Eccleston, uh, Tennant. Yeah, Tennant's third series back in 2007. So I guess the year after this, he showed up in Doctor Who. Thank you. Uh, what else is he known for? What else has he been in? Uh, he's just one of those British character actors actors that shows up all over the place. Um, maybe I'll see what what are some of his bigger roles besides this movie. Of course, this is his uh, defining defining role. But <laughs> really, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so much for that castle. It's gone. Yeah, I like his. I like the bad ears on this guy. I think they did a pretty good job with the makeup for him. I love the nose. Yeah, the nose is cool too. Yeah, he certainly looks like a believable man bat. Maybe also a believable Morbius. I've I haven't seen Morbius, so I, I have no idea. No. Oh wow! Didn't even think about that, but yeah, he looks better. He has some really good makeup effects. Yeah, I'm played by Tony Caron, and I forgot to mention in the beginning of this, when we had uh, him and Bill Nye on screen, the two of them, they were, of course, both in the, the same episode of Doctor Who, the Vincent and the Doctor. He, uh, Tony Caron played Vincent Van Gogh, and Bill Nye played a curator at a museum who was doing a, a piece on Vincent Van Gogh, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, th- I think we mentioned, or I think you mentioned that in the previous commentary. Yeah, I definitely recommend that one for any uh, new viewers of Doctor Who. You might uh, watch that and come away positive. Oh, there's uh, our buddy again, Michael Sheen. You think he showed up on set just to play this corpse? You think that's his chin? Good question. <laughs> don't know. Hey, was Sheen also in New Who? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, you know, now that you say it, it's too bad that he didn't show up on Doctor Who. And of course, him and David Tennant have their series Good Omens, which I've heard that they've both been really good on. Keep meaning to watch that show. Yeah, and Michael Sheen also. I liked his little weird character in uh, Tron Legacy. Not a great movie, but, uh, well, I mean, it's an okay movie. Better soundtrack than uh, a movie. I saw that Derek Jackie played the king in the uh, Cinderella, the new, uh, the new Disney Cinderella. So, ah, uh, or live action Cinderella. Yep. Okay, it's Iron Man. Yeah, this reminds me of something out of the new, uh, new Hellraiser that I watched recently. I could see this image being right out of that. Ah. Uh, you know, I don't know why, but this film doesn't. Even though it's gory and it's 18A in Canada, I 
don't find it that like disturbing. No. Yeah, no, they, they don't really lean to the disturbing stuff too much. The gore is usually more fun gore. It's not like slasher gore in a way, or at least I don't know if that's goofier. It's not goofy gore. It's just, it's just there, but it's not treated as not important, but it's not, the tone isn't like unsettling. Yeah. I kind of like this though, where he uses the memory of Victor to learn modern technology. Cause I don't remember when <laughs> he was placed, but like, yeah, Marcus was the next one to, you know, awaken or yeah. So yeah, I don't know when he was to be, I, I, I kind of like that. He immediately adapts. Thanks to the blood. That's kind of cool. Speaking of blood, somebody didn't take his blood. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was, I thought that was clever too. It's like, whoa, this is like right around the corner. Like, what the heck? This, this, sorry, this, this building. Yeah, and I'm, I was trying to see if I could see any sort of signs, like a license plate or something, to tell me where this is. But hey, that guy right well, I... there was just looking at the screen. I think he was in the thing, uh, 2011. <laughs> That's funny. I think he played one of the Norwegian guys. So it's Norway, or Germany. <laughs> Or Prague. Or somewhere in Middle Europe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, uh, I, uh, Tony Caron, I forgot, was in Blade 2. He was part of their little little vampire gang, apparently. I didn't remember him in that. But, uh, of course, that was shot in Prague. And I saw that Kate Beckinsale was uh, trying to push around the time of the, the, the third movie. She was trying to push to a crossover with Blade. Really? Yeah, she was like, oh, our franchises are so connected. I would love to work with Wesley Snipes and do a Blade movie. But of course, I'm sure that would never happen now. But but I, I could see that working. <laughs> wow. What else could have crossed over? Maybe they could have somehow got this would have been funny if they got like Van Helsing to cross over with them. <laughs> Same with Resident Evil. So that's four series right there. Um, don't do Matrix because that, even though you'd think that'd be like the same thing, these are like more mystic, supernatural uh, movies and stories instead of like where it's Matrix is science fiction. By the way, when I was watching this uh, last time, watching him eat there, I was like, oh, suddenly I'm really hungry. I need to go get some food. So I went and got some food. And I sat down to eat and then immediately starts throwing up on screen. I was like, oh, God, I had to look away and it kind of soured my appetite for a little bit. I have a real issue with that. <laughs> what do you... Uh, so it's unfortunate luck. What do you think he's eating, by the way? Uh, it looked like, like potatoes and maybe some chicken or something. Oh, okay. I like how no one offers to help, even the cops. They're just like, oh. <laughs> so this cop here that we keep like showing to his face, he looks like the UFC fighter Stephen Thompson. <laughs> Obviously is not, but he kind of looks like that. Hey, maybe that is him. Ugh, gross. Also, oh. kind of like Neil Patrick Harris. I can see it. I can see it. I do wonder why they keep focusing on him. I guess just to give some point of view character for the cops. But see, I think that's German. I I don't remember. I have to because I, I was looking at the car and I'm like, is that German or no? With the hats and stuff, they almost look. Like Russian or Ukrainian? 
You're a Czechoslovakian. <laughs> yeah. Again, some middle to eastern European. Yeah, definitely somewhere around there. Yeah. Which again, they can't be. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Whoa. Um. Oh man. They can't be anywhere far from. What is it? They can't be far from where they previously left. I don't. I don't even know where they are. I, I thought they were in London, but I guess not. Kind of like that moment where Michael almost kills the uh, the cop, and then realizes his beastliness. Yeah, this this surprised me where. This film isn't that much of a bloodbath when it comes to humans, which made yeah. me think of John Wick in a way where I'm like, dude, they like, cause, cause if you remember the assassins in John Wick, uh, they don't exactly like deal with human stuff. They kind of just deal with their own, their own world stuff. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the same here. eh? Yeah. Well, I guess, except for all the, we see lots of blood around. The vampires drinking blood, and I guess those come from humans, but they do that off screen, I guess. <laughs> Certainly. Here's a new thing, though, uh, which was set up earlier of like time till sunrise. I'm like, oh, shoot, we didn't exact- exactly have like a-, a sunrise scene or a daylight scene in the previous film. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I like that because, yeah, now they're kind of out of their-, their natural element, so she's not protected. So, yeah, that becomes more of an issue. I thought they handled that well. Man, these, these, I guess policemen or well, I don't, or army men. I don't know. Oh, Assassin's Creed dive. Uh, they yeah. are definitely, uh, yeah, they have some good aim. Heck, even here, like when she like kicks their rears, she doesn't kill them. I'm actually yeah. interested in that. She's like, wow, that actually Whoa. is pretty cool. Ouch. See, now she like almost like flies around. She can leap ages. I didn't realize that she could leap that much. She sort of took that shotgun blast to the face. I or sorry, the abdomen. But I, I don't know because like, yeah, her clothing's fine. <laughs> she doesn't address whether she got shot or not. Like for instance, right here we're gonna see her. You know, bite her, do, do the thing she likes to do. Sometimes she bites her uh, wrist and then like give, makes him suck it. Couldn't he have just like? Couldn't she have just like you know, made him suck from where that? shotgun blast was to her chest or to her stomach excuse me maybe she was worried he'd choke on a bullet that's true <laughs> all right this is a very oh it's erotic weird scene in that it's, yeah it's very uh very sensual <laughs> oh we'll get to the sensual scene in a few moments i guess if uh yeah no it's almost a setup in a way but i mean <laughs> if uh if there's anybody here with a uh a kink for wrists i mean there you go <laughs> Never exactly known that, but, uh, you know, hey, people, uh, kink can be anything. Just made me think that there's probably a blood kink. Ooh, that really disturbs me. Well, there is, but I'm sorry. Whoa, it's the vampire king. A big blood issue, too. Yeah. Buckaroo, here he is. With his little, little skirt. Yeah, seriously, all those policemen survived. I'm just actually kind of fascinated by this. I'm trying to see her, her chest. Is there any bullet marks in the leather there or or no i saw a hole in her like towards her i guess solar plex or below her solar plex uh nora uh, yeah right there it's on the kind of below it's below her oh i guess tiny i think it's liver side yeah it's more like a handgun hit rather than a shotgun yeah especially point blank her whole midsection should be just shredded up yeah unless she had kevlar under there which i mean still wouldn't do much (laughs) well i guess you know 
maybe closer to a shotgun. It wouldn't have as much time to spread out as much, but it still should definitely be bigger than that. Absolutely. Because maybe when they come out from initially, it'd be a little bit more contained. Uh, I'm saying nothing because I'm not a firearms expert. So officially, I know there's a lot of people I know who are. So I'm going to just wait. (laughs) You think the recoil on a gun like that would be just crazy, that thing? That's just a whacked out gun, bud. It is a whacked out gun. <laughs> Something about it just looks like it it shouldn't exist properly. It looks It's like little... uh it's like the Joker's little I guess machine pistol in the Dark Knight. Oh, the CGI on this guy, by the way. That's looking poor. And he looks comical too. He's like, "Oh, what the what? I'm just trying to fall asleep when I'm driving." Oh, you mean the driver is CGI? Interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, it's the backgrounds around him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he wasn't driving anywhere. He was just sitting there. Yeah, the Michael looks a little bit weird there. Or the lead singer Creed. Something about his monster face. Definitely looks different than the first one. Whoa. All right, so now we have a vampire lord against the hybrid. (laughs) By the way, this whole sequence is this the sequence that really made me think of a video game. It reminds me a lot of uh, a certain part of Resident Evil 5. Very similar to this. And now I think about it, Resident Evil uh, 4 as well had something very similar to this too. Yeah, we'll see if the remake has uh, the same scenario or set pieces or at least maybe changed. We'll, we'll find out in March. This almost looks like a cutscene in a game. It's not like super CGI or anything, but it just, I can imagine a cutscene like this. So, cutscene, but not a playable scene, eh? Uh, just with him flying on the side, then smashing into the wall. Yeah, that's fair. I'm getting Let like. Let me in. I need a hug. <laughs> I'm kind of getting Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes. Oh, yeah, I can see that too. Uh, obviously, not the exact same, but like. Yeah, and he's on the other side. He's about to come and punch her out. So, him just floating there, I assume he's just on strings? <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't look like CGI. Yeah. Which is nice, but at the same time, he's just floating in place. But Yes. <laughs> it's Okay, it's weird, because like I like that. But it looked off where it's like he should still be like his body should be moving from the fact that his wings and muscles are are, are like flapping up and down. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it was like he was just hovering there for too long or it's like he's not actually doing anything. Yeah. It feels like the the AI is weak in the game. And it's just standing there. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I do very much. In, I actually enjoyed that fight scene. I think it was very well done. Yep. Um, nowadays, it would probably look awful with cgi but for what they did here i was very impressed and uh commend them for that isn't that sad <laughs> a movie made in 2006 and then you think if they try to do it now it'd probably look worse yeah it would yeah seriously would like i mean there was some cgi used don't get me wrong here but it was like you could tell what was real and it was not and the fact that it has this filter or that it's filmed in the dark or whatever it is it makes it look really good yep yep yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of modern movies could learn is just sometimes the lighting and the color grading can help a lot. Oh, it's the sun. Here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Burns right through the gloves. 
Ay, ay, ay. Guess the gloves are vampires too. <laughs> no, I'm assuming because their skin's so hot. <laughs> skin's so hot. That's funny. Oh, I mean, I, that's what I think when I look at her. You know, no, I'm just stunned. <laughs> uh, I can't. She's below the wheel, which uh, I gotta be careful how I say that. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. No, I better not say that. That's uh. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember how the vampires reacted to sunlight and blade. Did they just did they just evaporate or not evaporate but like scatter like when blade sh- like kills them with his sword? No, they burn up. Okay, there's that uh, that girl at the end with blade in blade two, his little like half girlfriend vampire. Right. Oh yeah, the little like fling that they're supposed to have. Yep. There's something kind of funny about this scene when he's covering the walls with the paint. Uh, I don't know. There's there's something about it that made me laugh. I I can't remember what it was. I would say that this is the first instance, but this is where I'd say, like, usually I'm the guy that doesn't, you're the one that says this, but like this scene, part, not part, I don't want, I'm not saying all this scene, but some of this could have been cut. Like, yes. And it was the slow motion too. We keep seeing it over and over in the slow motion. It's like, it's meant to be so romantic. That are artful. Yeah. Like, like watch as he like throws paint onto the wall. That's the foreplay. He's setting up the room for the, the intercourse to come. <laughs> by the way, I was wondering what was hidden in this. I was like, is this some illegal contraband here? Is this some like weapons? And what is all this? Yeah. It's like a UV burn. Jeez. Yikes. We've all been there. Too much Ooh. tanning. <laughs> or you pick up the cast iron uh, pan and you forgot that it was uh, didn't have a, Ouch. a handle with protection. And oof, oof. There again, like she she needs to have light. Like, goodness gracious, what's going on here with these vampires? Also, great place placement for like a first aid kit. <laughs> Look, she's still charmed. You know he was stupid and he just ignored her. She's like, don't worry about it, and he runs off, but she still thinks it's cute. Well, he didn't know exactly that that she has more regenerative powers, or her regenerative powers are a lot, I guess, more, not bad, but there's there's more to them than just, like, she can heal. It's interesting that they can heal not not long after they're, if they don't stay in the sun too long, they recover. That's that's kind of cool. So how do you feel about this, uh, this romance here? Because I remember in the first one we discussed, we were kind of like, do they have a thing? Do we not? We couldn't really get a, a beat on it. And I think it was partially Celine. Celine was so closed off in that first movie. This one, I don't know. She's got more of an open quality to her. Yeah, not as... I wish we could have gotten more into her backstory and stuff. I mean, not that we don't, but I wish there could have been more stuff there, but... I like the glory shot in her, her butt there. <laughs> Like they got the the perfect lighting and they like linger way too long. <laughs> All right. Well, now she has to take his shirt off. Oh, okay. There you go. Forgot about that. He's not even wearing a shirt; just a jacket. Easy uh, access. Well, that's what I meant. Excuse me, a jacket. Now, I was thinking how uncomfortable for her that outfit. In order for her to to go pee or something, she's got to take the whole top, the whole thing off, basically. Yeah, it's like a wetsuit almost, eh? It's one big bodysuit. Yeah, cat suit. So, stunt doubles? No, that's them there. And by the way, this feels very much like a sex scene in The Matrix Reloaded. 
feels very very similar oh between like it's almost like they brought in the same director to do it yeah between neo and uh, what with the wachowskis <laughs> yeah trinity well i don't know if they had someone else shoot their little sex scene i don't know i guess they weren't doing that kind of stuff back then i like how her leg is positioned so that his buttocks doesn't get shown on camera yeah and her his arm is always perfectly in the right spot to hide the nipples like we're yeah we're we're, we're... <laughs> We're shooting close to like like we have a shot of like her navel and like basically <laughs> where the penetration is happening and then like no, what is that like are we setting that up for her getting pregnant or something and it was like it was so artful to the point of feeling like it had no passion to it it just felt too artificial <laughs> yeah even that's like what the hell was that scene about with the with the guy there on the ship just like we see him is he sensing the two of them having sex like what's what's <laughs> was... going on here I was gonna say the same thing. Was he? Was he? Yeah, uh, being a voyeur. <laughs> yeah, same with him. Is he also? Is is Marcus being a voyeur, or is he just like healing his wounds? I guess they just wanted to show us that he was sleeping. Even though it's daybreak, so like, well, maybe not daybreak, but I guess it's night now. I actually can't tell. No, oh, yeah, this is definitely yeah day. It's just, you know, this part of the world, it's overcast all the time. They don't have real days there, wherever this is. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Helicopter. Yeah, I kind of like the little, I mean, even though it is unnecessary, probably going to cut it. I like the little bit of the humans peeking into this strange world and being like, what? Like, what? what is all this? What's going on? Yeah, I agree as well. Especially here where I'm like, whoa, these guys punched them. Like, again, these cops are not dead. Like, this is where I'm like, yeah, this reminds me of John Wick. Yeah, but they're taking some abuse. They're they're getting beat bad. They are, but they're not getting killed. I'm impressed by that, actually. That, that was what impressed me, is that they're like, well, we'll, like, keep them away, but we won't kill them. I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. I like how... Here's a setup with these new, like, mines or grenades or bombs whatever you want to call it yeah and these are pretty cool looking little grenades i wish we had I, or maybe I, I don't know i don't know i don't know if i should wish we had those uh careful with how you say that <laughs> but i think they're cooler than uh, the grenades we have in real life but it's something that could exist where it's a expels a gas out and then like the electric spark uh, or the electric arc excuse me ignites it that's that is pretty cool yeah it's something that probably could exist but again we're not gonna yeah <laughs> let's uh maybe not I'm not going to wish anything like that. Yeah. Not interested in more bombs. Did you, uh, did you also just sense a great disturbance in the vampire forest? She reached over to see if he was there and he was gone. And then she sat up like, Oh no, not another one night stand. And then she was like, Oh, okay. We've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like they put a, like, maybe it's just the lighting, but her skin looks a lot warmer too. She doesn't look as cold, and maybe maybe the makeup's different. I don't know. Probably, yeah. She's usually a lot more pale, whereas this is actually Beckinsale's, I guess, natural color. Yeah, and I feel like they, uh, whatever kind of blue filter that they had over that first one, which was like a very icy filter. I feel like this time around they've switched more to a warm kind of color tone. It's. <laughs> From here on out, it's like, so does the film series, like, uh, get get a lot more lighter? As in, like, is it is a lot more, like, light to it? 
in each installment. And then like by the last one, it's just going to be completely bright in the day or, or how's that going to work? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Oh yeah. And I guess I should mention this. This is uh, the last time Lynn Wiseman, the director is going to take over as director from this after this movie. He's uh, just producer. So, and from what I remember from the third movie, it does take a very different turn. So it's maybe, maybe these two are like a little duology of his take on on Underworld. I almost said Resident Evil <laughs> on Underworld before we switch to something new. Uh, I'll get I'll get to that later. Put a pin in that for now. Is does he return as writer at all? Because I noticed that he was also the writer of this film. That I don't know. I'll take a look. At least he at least still was the architect behind this, which is I guess helpful. Is I guess part of his series. Him and Danny McBride, of course, our old buddy. Uh, the other, the other Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny D McBride, of course. There we go. Yeah, other than uh, no, Danny, whatever is D- Danny Alien Covenant McBride, because that's the only thing we <laughs> know <I'm> from. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what show what that show was that he had. Was it Eastbound and Down or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, I don't fully remember. Well, that's a giant cross. That's yeah. It's the Celtic cross. It's Seamus. It's it's the it's the layer of Seamus. This was the first time in the movie that I got bumped because I was like, wait, like, so this guy just happened to be banned in the same country, or did they drive somewhere else in this night to like a different country, or what? what like, I don't know. The spatially, yeah, he just happens to be nearby. Yeah, yeah spatially. spatially, I felt confused. I at least was okay with like her description of this guy. I was like, you know, so far they haven't exactly, they've only introduced like maybe a few new characters, but it really does feel like it's like, like I said, a, a, a next chapter in this, in this saga, or at least in this, in the story. Uh, so with, with this guy here, he just feels like an extension of, well, I guess what we, you know, discover new characters or whatnot. So he's just introduced and uh, I guess, it you know again enjoying the pleasures of the flesh <laughs> and i will admit um as a youngster with my umds i definitely uh, this may have played a part in my my rewatching this more <laughs> i will admit uh but th- this was making me think of resident evil apocalypse where the second one we got to have some random boobs thrown in just for just for random nudity's sake uh forget was it mila jovovich's chest that we saw or it... uh, the strippers uh, um... yeah we see like two random zombie strippers in resident evil oh, okay Apocalypse. Fair enough in this one i think we get two re- two random vampire uh ladies yeah these two working girls yeah so it just felt like a little bit of cheap tna i was like ah, i don't know if we needed that <laughs> yeah even the first one didn't have that eh nope and especially we just had that really artful sex scene and then we get this one, which feels much more sleazy. Artful, air quotes. Well, they're trying to be artful at least, but... Well, that's fair. Whoa! It's it's 2005 and we still have trap doors. Let's go. Yep. Whoa. And we see the gun at the top. See, that looked like it was exactly a cut scene. Then we cut to below and the gameplay is going on without the gun. It's making me think a lot of Tomb Raider cutscenes, actually. 
And I think the the werewolves with the funny little like headgear on something about that just kind of amuses me. Yeah, it looks like they're they're like um uh what's his name? Mankind? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's like locked away in the boiler room. It's like these guys as well. Like what what is this supposed to exactly benefit with them? Is it just like I don't know, like a helmet of some sort, or is it holding something back? I, I don't know what's going on. I think that's where they're attached. I think the oh, I guess it's around their neck too. Yeah, that's weird. It's like a weird muzzle almost. Yeah, and I, I like this little brief since the lichens play almost no role in this movie at all. It's another little piece of the subjugation of them that they have this drug that can force them to always be werewolves, and this guy's like using them as slaves. Like that's oh man, Whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> just rips his jaw like open your mouth and say ah. <laughs> like is that even gonna kill him, or is it just like now he can't bite me? <laughs> I don't got your nose. I got your chin and your lower jaw. Actually, I got your whole jaw. Yeah, so I liked at least that little tiny bit of lichen uh, uh, subjugation from the vampires again. So. Continuing that theme. So we've had three werewolves so far. Okay, or sorry, lichens. So here's the fourth. Oh no. Man, he oh yeah. Lead singer Creed is not like he is like just going at these guys like holy smokes. Yeah, these are your kin, man. Let them live. These are your brothers. Half half remember he's a hybrid. <laughs> half brothers. So are these guys vampires too? I guess so. Yeah, I remember they were drinking on that guy with the sex scene. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, especially the blonde. She was, yeah, their teeth right there, so. Damn. Now, do you think he meant to shoot her there, or do you think he's just a bad shot? Yeah, I don't I don't know. She's obviously saying, like, your aim's not improved. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know whether it was like a warning shot at first to like behave or, or not. I, I have no idea. From out of nowhere. Yeah, he was just waiting. Just like Mijovic does. Just listening to the conversation, waiting for the chance to step in. So those UV bullets, spoilers, don't even get used in this film. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is a shame we didn't see that again. That was a cool effect. Hey, so I'm just going to, like, take take up one of your jackets. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> well, they're taking everything else from this guy, so. Taking his little brides. Bride of Tannis. So was uh, this actor in any new who? Mm, I don't know what... I remember... When I watched this last time, I was like, hey, I remember as a kid knowing this guy from something else, but I liked him from. Maybe I'll look him up right now. But you've never figured out who it was, eh? No, I just forgot to look it up because the scene kept going on and then I got caught up in it. But I do like this character. I think I think they this series does a good job of, even if we don't see a character for very long, uh, giving them a little bit of an impact. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. I actually wanted more of this guy. Uh, kind of 
don't know if he's sleazy or whatever. I kind of wanted to know a little more about him. So I think you're yeah. right. They, they, they're, they definitely do a thing with memorability. I think the actor does a good job of acting. Yep. Like you may think he's a Hugh Hefner sleazy. I'm sleeping with, you know, many different types of people, but no, he's actually, uh, he's highly educated and cultured man. Hey, come on. Those two things are mutually exclusive. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't really see a lot here that, uh, seems familiar. Okay. Oh wait, locks. Uh, there we go. Lock stock and two smoking barrels. I do very much remember from that. Uh-huh. Yes. A Guy Ritchie yeah. film. Wow, there's a movie I haven't seen in probably over a decade, but I used to just love that movie. Meanwhile, at the the old barn house, Clark <laughs> at the at the Clark barn or at the yeah the sorry like the the Kent farm. The horses just can detect something wrong. <laughs> oh no, these poor horsies. Oh, I don't like this. It's horse meat time. I'm like, oh, oh golly. Yeah, this makes me sad. Alright, well those Well those those horses better not have steroids in them. Oh, he'll be even beefier. Yeah, Hulk Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Turn into. Isn't that what like Come on, brother horse. Get over here, brother. <laughs> Isn't that what like every single wrestler always ate? They just ate like instead of it's like, oh yeah, I'm eating all natural. Now that you're eating horse meat that's been tainted with steroids. Proteins and vitamins, brother. <laughs> sure. <laughs> vitamins and proteins that would kill like a normal human, but not a horse. No, no, no. That's a fake horse. I could tell. Or maybe it's a real horse, but they like, you know. Yeah, it looked like a real horse. Yeah. It was enjoying. It was like, oh, he's playing with me. But he's really sedated too. the horse, yeah. I'm sure. Looks like Paul Rudd in that shot. And Tony Karan, I will say as a youngster... Maybe I just had something for gingers, but I definitely thought he was attractive in a weird way in this. Hmm. Maybe I do remember him from. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe, yeah, I don't remember exactly which character he was in the second blade, but I think, yeah, something's there. Yeah. And I was trying to look it up to see what he's been doing these days. And he's doing a lot of TV work, but I don't know. I think he's got some to him. I wish he would have maybe had a bigger career. I mean, I wouldn't want him or other good actors to sell their soul to Marvel. Well, that's a, that doesn't mean a bigger crew. <laughs> I know. But just something on the long lines of like the whale. Although I did see that he was in uh, The Flash for five episodes. Uh, Played uh, Despiro. Which season? That is. Um, oh boy, I don't. Uh, it said 2021. Wait. Despero. Yeah. Wait, isn't that the, isn't that the alien from Blackest Night? Oh, uh, do you remember? Do you, do you remember the Justice League episode, the uh, John Stewart centric one, where it was that like? Oh wait, no, no, never mind. Sorry, never mind, never mind. We haven't done that one yet. Sorry. Oh, that was the Manhunters. Yeah, I looked him up. He's a character that kind of looks like an ab- abomination, except he's red. He's got a big fin on his head and he's a big monster guy. Yeah, he's in he's in Justice League, but he's played he's purple and he's played by Keith David. It's amazing. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, he has a he has a whole cult and everything and, and it's it's with uh he goes up against John Stewart. It's great. Um 
Was it the same one or is it in darkness? No, it is. It is different. Right. Huh. So they changed it. Eh? Okay. Fair enough. But. So lore. <laughs> yeah. Lots and lots of lore in this movie. Alexander Corvinus. And I did have to look up, admittedly, I was like, Alexander Corvinus, like, he wasn't bit by a, wa- a wolf or a bat. Like, how is he an immortal again? So I, even me, who watched this not that long ago, is forgetting the details of this mythology. So what was the mythology? Like, uh, how did he turn into, well, an immortal? Yeah, it was the Dark Ages, and there was a plague that hit his town. But due to a lucky uh, genetic mutation... The plague, uh, it killed everyone else around him, but for him, it made him immortal. Aha! Uh-huh. Quite convenient, actually. Yes, and I remember we were commenting that we liked the kind of more science bent behind these two, uh, the the werewolf and the bat thing. It's like a genetic mutation that is the, like the ultimate survivor. Yes, natural selection. Yes. So when a, when a, a bat... Bites you instead of getting like the rabies and dying, you like incorporate the best elements of the bat and become this vampire. And I don't know if wolves give rabies. I don't know if that's uh, if that's the case, but uh, I think so, right? Because the only way to tell if something has rabies is you got to cut its head off. Damn, you got to decapitate a bad word. <laughs> And if you get to, if you as a person get rabies, the minute that they, uh, if if you're uh, diagnosed with rabies, then it's a death sentence. There's no cure once you're diagnosed. So so get your shots. If you get bit by a bat, get the shot the next day. <laughs> get your rabies vaccine right away. So that's how you kill a Joker. It's just like, sorry, Joker, you have rabies. We gotta sh- we gotta we gotta kill you. That's what Batman should do. He's got all those bats there. He should just be like, okay, I'm gonna release a whole. A whole uh, cage full of these things around the Joker, then it's out of my hands. I'm not responsible. One of them has to have rabies out of like <laughs> these 100 that I have. Yeah, at least one of them. And he's always doing that bat thing, at least in the movies. The Nolan movies. He's always releasing those bats. Probably someone got bit. Okay, that just came out of nowhere, by the way, where like they, they're they're in like the wilderness and whatnot, and then like turn the turn the corner and their civilization's like, whoa, okay, that just like felt weird. Yeah. Even this is a little weird. Like, do we really need to see him, like, just putting those bodies down there? It's just an excuse to get the nudity in, just for a little bit longer. That, or I guess, like, is it a setup scene, or, or what's happening here? Like, he could have been doing anything else. <laughs> he could have been sitting and drinking some wine. Yeah, why not? Was it supposed to be, like, you know, he's going to feed the uh, his, I guess... Uh, working women to the werewolves that are also dead. Wait a minute. Or lichen. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think that's what he was doing. Except all the lichen are dead or one doesn't even have its jaw anymore, so it won't be able to eat them properly. Oh, by the way, I think later on in this movie, I think they say that, like, or they show us that his jacket is actually his uh, his wings. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, doesn't he have, like, buttons and a zipper on that jacket? So let's see. Let's see if I was wrong. I don't think so. They don't do the gargoyles thing, which is so awesome, or the big chill thing. Uh, whenever, whenever you have wings and you incorporate them into like, like clothing, I think it's really cool. 
It is cool. Yeah, let, we'll see. I, I remember the scene where I thought that they showed that. So I guess we'll find out. But yeah, continue more lore here. There is two two uh, two keys to open up his brother his brother's cage. Old William. Yeah, I wonder what uh, I we don't exactly know the machinations of what Marcus is doing yet, other than he needs Celine's blood to give him the memories and the uh find out where yeah William's tomb is. So it's a race to his tomb, basically. Uh, we don't know exactly yet, but we'll at least find out and we'll get a satisfying answer, I'd say. Yeah, and when, when I was watching this, I was, I was curious whether you felt this too. But I started to wonder, why exactly is Marcus the way he is? Like, if he was supposedly the next one in line to, to be resurrected, was this what he was going to do when he came back? Like, is this a retcon or did all everything falling apart have to do with him making this choice? I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't exactly know fully. I, th- I think you're right on that where <sighs> I don't, I don't know if it was because the Lycans and Victor or, or sorry, Craven had that little insurrection uh, group going on here. Like they were trying, they they were gonna overthrow Marcus, so he's just like, "All right, to heck with it, we're starting over again." Hmm. Yeah, I almost felt what they should have done is Craven should have had a piece of information, like maybe he thought William was dead or something, and then what he saw with Craven when he stole his, his memories, like, "Oh, my brother's still alive," like maybe that could have been a fix for it, unless they did that and we didn't know that like we, we 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 skipped over it i mean i had the subtitles on so i have no idea i think the craven stuff was only for celine but yeah you you, you could be right it was a few days ago when i watched it maybe i forgot about it but yeah i would I, I like that yeah your idea there where we'll, we'll just that's our headcanon of he <laughs> knows that that william is still alive but no because because in the flashbacks they like chained literally they like chained William and captured mm-hmm. him, put him in prison. So yeah, they should know that he's, so he already knows that he's still alive. So he's basically, yeah, exa- exactly. So was he going to be, once he was freed, is he going to, yeah. Was he just going to go and find William? Yeah. That's, that's what's weird is it does feel like a little bit of a retcon and I feel like there could have been ways to work around it. So it wouldn't have felt that way, but yeah, I don't know. So now, guy in the chair. Who is this guy? Oh, huh. You're Alexander Corvinus. Yeah. Interesting. So, hey, so this is Michael Corvin, <laughs> lead singer of Creed. <laughs> and of course, yeah. And I like that moment. I'm still your forefather. I think that's a, a nice little nod there. He's like almost proud of his little ancestor there, or his little descendant. Yeah, his little. Yeah, well, sort of your hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think his little story with there, with his cleaning up his son's mess, messes in the background, I think that's interesting. And again, expands out this world more. Yeah, I think it sounds Greek-ish in a way. Like, obviously, I don't know if the mm. like Greek pantheon did this or not, but it sounds like something that you could see in like Greek pantheon where... A uh, god has, you know, two demigods, mm. and they have to clean up their mess after each other. Like that—that that seems Greek-like. 
Or maybe I'm just making this more like <laughs> epic and important than it should be. Yeah, and I feel like they almost imply that maybe his protection is the reason that the vampires and lichens have stayed hidden. But you got to think for him, like, what a shame to see, like, his brother or his his son, Marcus, getting betrayed. And then these vampires becoming like this gross, like, xenophobic group subjugating and enslaving the his other brother's spawn or his other sons, I should say. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be unfortunate to see, like, this this ugly little little cast system fallen in place from his uh, in some way, his lineage. Yeah, like 800 years of this. I'm like, this guy's got to have so many resources, like have half the planet on his side or at least, you know, whatever country they're in. Yeah, well, I guess that's the definition of old money. Whoa. 800 years of, uh, oh, knock, knock. Corpse McGee. Oh, knock, knock. There's some wire work. John Woo stepped in. Can I shoot this scene? Don't mind me. I just have to make a point to you. By the way, this this whole sequence here is also extremely Resident Evil 5. They must have been watching this. Uh, the game, by the way. I should probably mention that. Not, the game, yes. <laughs> even though I, I should have mentioned that before, but the game, not uh, whatever the fifth Resident Evil movie is. Hey, Retribution. Why do I know this? <laughs> Why do you know this? I literally was going to look up in my store of like, what what is it? <laughs> yeah, I know them all. I've seen them all. More than once. Ugh. Wait a second. Okay, did they already mention the line that Marcus is a hybrid as well? Oh, man. I always like this. I always really liked this when I was a kid. I always thought it looked fantastic. Oh, he, man. That that shot there when he puts the hand in. That looked great. I Oh, that really oh, good. Oh, wow, swan dive. Oh, uh, yeah, and he just... Okay, yeah, I've never seen that in wrestling. My goodness, he has killed that man. That man has killed... He literally impaled him on the top rope. Oh yeah, he's he's done. <laughs> impaled him on the top rope. This is, but like I said before, impaled him through the top rope. Okay, there you go. So vampires not affected by water. Got it. Hey, the water's not moving. It was still water. Oh, you know? baloney. Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> Dracula will be fine with still water. Ooh. This is a real stupid move on her part of like, she goes yep. down there with bullets, like, come on. It was passion, her, her love, uh, the hybrid guy. She couldn't... Uh... Her love, my rear. <laughs> and I think they've introduced this, uh, her, her, her mysterious backstory, I think they've introduced it well up to this point. Yeah, I wish they could have gone, I guess, more into it, that more of her, like, backstory, I don't know. I was craving me a Monk, yeah. a, a creepy monk. Being a craven. Or monk, sorry. Creepy puck. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he knows the location. This, and also the pleasures of the flesh, I guess. Yeah, he definitely knows about her pleasures of the flesh. He gets to experience it. Yeah, that's creepy. Wait, this is weird, but like, does she have, does she still get her time of the month? Oh, boy. And so does that mean he also just experienced every single time she had her time of the month good grief no i think all biological processes stop so that's uh, but let's yeah let's move away from there <laughs> can she give birth then does she not have to worry about having offspring i don't believe so okay i don't i don't but hey i haven't seen the sequels plus after three so i don't know where they go after that personally i actually like the idea that vampires are infertile um 
even though it's yeah. not always the case, especially in like Castlevania. Uh, I just think it's well, actually no, because that's never mind. Uh, but I, I personally like the idea that they have to like breed with humans, uh, sort of continue their line, even though it like starts to decrease with potential uh, with with, with, uh, with how biology works. Hmm. And are you saying Castlevania, the vampires can reproduce with humans? Uh, well, yeah, because like Dracula uh mates with lisa and then she has alucard but she's not van- she's not a vampire she's a um she's a human oh interesting hmm. so i was like oh yeah that's right he doesn't have a vampire wife so i actually don't know maybe maybe they still do maybe that is the case where like vampires are because there's a trade-off where like yeah you're in you're mortal but you can't like bear children yeah i always think of vampires as being like all their biological process processes are dead and they're just like this living like remnant. So, so that, that's interesting. I didn't realize that in that continuity, they can reproduce. I, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Cause yeah, he's still shooting out like boys instead of blanks. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always thought with blade, it was such a clever idea that, uh, someone who was nine months pregnant gets bit and they become a, the child becomes a vampire in the womb or half vampire in the womb. Yeah. I always thought that was a good, cool idea. No, you're not, you're not wrong there. And then his mom becomes a vampire. <laughs> Damn it. I just missed that. I thought the wings, or maybe it was just his jacket. was no, torn no, no, in the no, back. No, no, no. Yeah. Sure. Jack's torn in the back. Yeah. There we go. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up, but I'm not also the immortals. There's only two of you. <laughs> um, did, did we miss the line of this? I think this speech is great between the two, by the way. So apologies for talking over it. Like, yeah, I think this, at least up to this point, the series is a good thing with speeches. I think it's yeah. played pretty well and written also pretty well. Yeah. And these, these two guys are classically trained British actors and they, they just sell this scene really well. Played well, uh, written well, shot fairly well, I'd say, and then acted well. Yeah. Um, but did we miss the fact that uh, Marcus is a hybrid? We did, and yeah, I'm curious. Maybe I missed it too. Explain if you remember. <laughs> uh, well, no, he just says he's a hybrid. I think I think maybe Celine says that to lead singer Creed. But I'm like, what what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, maybe the hybrid element is that neither him nor William are are what their what his descendants are. The regular vampires. He's not a vampire. He's like this half immortal, half bat thing. So he's not quite the same as the rest of them. And that's why when Celine later spoilers drinks the blood, she becomes something different too. Whatever that is. And then of course William. Yeah, William isn't quite a... He's not a lichen. He's just full-bore wolf beast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like how in D&D you have, like, full orcs, and then you have half-orc. Same with, like, full elves and then half-elves. Mm. Yeah, so he's... Well, well, okay, but it wouldn't be hybrid, then. It would be a, a pure, pure blood. Right? I guess I guess the only pure blood is is Alexander there 
he's the original immortal. These other ones are like polluted immortals. I guess so, but I guess, yeah, that's what the hybrid means, where they're like, you know, one was bitten by the bat, the other was bitten by a wolf. So they're the yeah. hybrids in that case. Okay. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. By the way, I'll just say that the use of his wings as like extra arms almost, or like slashing arms, mm-hmm. very much reminds me of the, the um, standard slasher in uh, Dead Space. The Necromorph, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, very much. And they always film it well. It always looks looks quite good. Good use of practical effects. Yeah, I, I think all that stuff works really, really well. Yeah, well, some of the like, like, like you mentioned before, I think, I think the show, I think the CG somewhat helped or not, so, somewhat holds up. Um, you can you can see it like struggle some sometimes, especially with like the werewolf transformations. But I think it's the yeah least. Uh, offensive. I'll say that. I think it's not that offensive. I think you know it is what it is. Just it's just age. But I think it's still like I think it's acceptable and passable. Yeah, for a medium budget movie from two thousand six, it definitely holds up much better than like a, a medium budget movie from two thousand seventeen, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Or a, a like almost two million, two hundred million dollar Black Panther uh, film. I gotta stop picking on Black Panther, but it's just one of the most glaring. Or just any, or any of the you know Marvel movies, and I'm only saying that because they're all made with two hundred million dollar budgets. At least what we're told. Excuse me, the numbers yeah. were, were given on the internet. All right, and the same thing with like Star Wars films. Sorry, the sequel Star Wars films. No, I feel like the CGI in those are mostly holds up. That's what's weird. I think it's because Marvel always has such a quick turnaround. Like they always have to meet these specific, you know, three movies a year. And then they have all these studios scrambling to fit in. So I think I think that's the real culprit. Yeah, even even Solo. Pre had some decent CGI in comparison to, you know, if we're talking by like other pre. I shouldn't be going into this, uh, but by yeah. going into like, you know, Rogue One, if we're taking like, you know, it was a, a two year cycle for those two. Um, I think it worked in a way. I mean, obviously Rogue One's the better CGI, but Solo, I think yeah. still has some passable CGI or acceptable CGI, excuse me. Yeah, and then Rise of Skywalker has some amazing CGI in parts. Until you get to the big climax where it's just a big silly silliness, but. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Oh, no. I'll have to wait until we do. Uh, well, I'll have to wait till all we get to there. We get we get there. Excuse me. I'll be a while. Oh, I think Rise of Skywalker just looks amazing in, in many parts of that movie. Interesting. OK, but this this is a big moment. This is the. Uh, yes, yeah, since Alexander's dying now, he's giving his his legacy to like a third child in a way. Spreading on continuing his his blood. Well, I mean, blood transfusion, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in a way, these are all his descendants. Because they all are, are spawns from his two sons. Well, okay, yeah. Well, my, yeah, Marcus and William. But, like, Celine is, I guess you could say, also Michael. Albeit, like, descendant-wise, not so much, you know, all the way <laughs> directly. But um, Celine is just a blood transfusion. That's, that's all it is. Well, I just mean in terms of being a vampire in the first place is kind of... Oh, okay, fair enough. They're all heirs to his uh, his legacy, in a way. 
Albeit she's the one where she she herself is like was was bitten by proxy. Yeah. Or not bitten by proxy, but is 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 yeah, part of his spawn, I guess, by proxy from bite. Yes. Yeah, they all carry his his legacy of immortality. Even though he's not an immortal anymore since he's a corpse, but I guess limited immortality. <laughs> not yet. We'll have to wait there. <laughs> By the way, I, I didn't miss, I would talk over it, but like, she's like, what will I become? The future. Yeah. <laughs> what the flip does that mean? <laughs> hey, that's why the movie is called Underworld Evolution. Things are changing. Why? Why? Why is what? What is what does that even mean? Why can't I be something other than the future? Maybe not the present or the past, but like something more, something fourth dimensional. Like, come on, think big. She could have been like, but but it's my present. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like you're not going to see the future. You're like dying, even though you're mortal. That just means you get ageless, not that you can't die. Oh boy, maybe maybe whatever. I guess she's going to be now, if she, if she bites people, she's going to create uh, whatever Blade is. The, uh, like, Daywalkers. Oh. Interesting. Oh, hey, it's a scene from uh, whatever it was. I think... Uh, uh, no, what the hell was it? Uh, Waterbending Masters, I think? <laughs> whatever, whatever the pirates blew up Zuko's ship, ship in book one. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but they had this this bit with like a little extra who like bounced up in the air when the when the explosion happened. They had him right in the corner of the scene. I didn't notice that. Yeah, but they made a mistake because putting him there was a real actor that they just inserted in. He wasn't actually there with the explosion. At least I don't think he was. Interesting. But then when when the debris was all flying around, there was one piece of debris that should have hit him, but it just disappeared because. It was like an effect, so it like kind of went around him. Oops. So I was like, oh, maybe they just shouldn't have put him there. For someone like me, it's just distracting. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so looking at Marcus and his trench coat, yeah, you can see that it has openings in the back from when his uh, when he yep. first popped his wings out. Yep, so scratch my uh, wing theory. Good theory, but yeah, that, that's been debunked. Jost. <laughs> By the way, I could totally see, like you said, the the actor himself. This guy was uh, Vincent Van Gogh, correct? Yep. Totally see it. I could totally see it. Yeah, and he was fantastic. One of the one of the great guest appearances in Doctor Who. I he just knocked it out of the park in that. I think you said this before, but was that like a top ten in like New Who? It probably top five. Yeah. Oh my goodness! High praise from coming from this guy. Yeah, I don't. High praise. Yeah, and that was I've used it twice as an introduction to people who are just like, oh, I'm curious about Doctor Who, and both the people that I showed it to wound up in tears during the episode because it's just incredibly dramatic. Because of course, Vincent Van Gogh had a lot of struggles, and and this guy <sighs> demonstrates that beautifully. Yeah, tough life, man. That guy. Yeah. yeah. So for another time, but are you saying like it was top five, like great, like Doctor Who of all time, like throughout the entire like span of that like Sega or? If we're talking all of Doctor Who, it'd be in the top twenty, I would okay. say. But yeah. for new Doctor Who, top five easily. Okay, thank you for the clarification there. 
Yeah. I'm glad that at least is in the top 20. That's, that's at least still important. Yeah, and even the Bill Nye scenes in that can really draw some real tears. It's some really powerful stuff all the way through. That's good. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, really great episode. <sighs> Anyways, back to this movie. Yep, helicopter. This this looks like 2006 CGI. This the the helicopter flying looked a little bit more uh, video gamey. But you know that's that's just random stuff. Who cares about that? Oh yeah. So back to what you were saying, where uh, Celine is now basically the mother of all these these like Dampiers or Daywalkers. Yeah, although she hasn't turned these folks, has she? Or maybe I missed it. These guys? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, you just mean the future? <laughs> yeah, like what you were saying before. Oh, there are UV bullets. Never mind. I'm ignorant. I'm wrong. But they don't have that effect though, which kind of sucks. Yeah, now they just they're just like taking them for granted now. Yeah, but I guess with Marcus, he's like he can defeat them, maybe. Uh, like the the bullets, like the bullets don't. Uh... Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The bullets won't do. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing with this entire movie is that like, yeah, you know, every time she uses like again, it's it's a range weapon, which is nice, but their bullets aren't working on them. Like yeah, they're maybe like slowing them down, making bullet holes, but like. They're doing nothing to them. Maybe uh, maybe they are, I guess. One could say, like, I uh, made Marcus retreat and kind of heal himself in the in the dark. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, I'm enjoying all this water stuff in the, the later half of this movie. I think this is very fun to see. I missed my mark. I was supposed to say Selena's Captain America where she doesn't need a parachute. <laughs> or, I guess, in this case, a rebreather or oxygen mask, excuse me. Yeah, and I guess uh, Alexander didn't sh- share his blood with all these guys. They will need their little masks. Yeah, at first I thought these were human, but uh, we'll find out what, who these guys are at some point. <laughs> and I do like this scene with Marcus and uh, William here. Even though William can't talk, I think they, they still get across uh, the relationship, or at least some relationship there. So it was an her dad was specialized in making iron maidens interesting or i guess whatever this tomb is yeah and poor william he's just been in there all that time like how boring like he probably thought it would never end i guess he probably can't think he's just like a mindless beast yeah like you said he's just pure rage period look at his eyes like his eyes what the hell you disturbed my slumber I love to sleep. Who the hell are you? Even though I got, even though I got like pegged in the leg by harpoons last time. <laughs> but there, yeah, we we see that William. I guess is more. There's something there. It's like, uh, brother. Yeah, you could have like totally gone a little more goofy with this and have him talk, but no, they <laughs> actually kind of like let the actor just. I think it also helps that there is like a person there to act well not act too but like you know he's at least helping the actor out basically if that makes sense tangible performance yeah not a cgi thing just there all right the all these shots now having seen it before make perfect sense where this is it's made me realize that this film is a lot smaller than the last film yeah we're kind of almost in like the relatively like same area even though we were we should be in like the north of maybe it's 
North Germany. I don't, I don't know. But I also thought I heard a guy speak French. So I'm like, is this Belgium or France or somewhere? But like, clearly that boat was on the ocean somewhere. So like, it has to be near the ocean or inland sea. I, I have no idea. But anyways, I guess to be fair, it is Europe. So they're all just a few hours away from each other. You're not wrong there. Could be a Frenchman just on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, I've gone for a day trip. Now I'm in. I don't know, uh, Yugoslavia or somewhere. Is that, uh, is that still a place? I think that's <laughs> no longer a place. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember where it was, though. But um, It's hard to keep track. You know, they, they change every couple of years, every de- every decade. Jeez, uh, we're going to get... We're gonna, <laughs> yeah, is that insensitive? We're not going to have haters over in Europe, fair <laughs> enough, in East Europe somewhere. <laughs> I guess that isn't sensitive now with the UK, currently Ukraine struggles. So, uh huh, yeah. Yikes. Let's say uh, yeah. So, so back to this. Like I said, it's yes. a lot smaller than the last film, which I don't mind actually. I can like they're going a little more. Uh, yeah. A little less, but I was kind of hoping like right there when we saw like you know a picture on the wall that her sister drew. Uh, I kind of wish that we went more into that and like got to know her sister or something like that. But I guess I guess not. Yeah, and again, I don't know what happens uh, going forward. Maybe they do delve more into her backstory. Fingers crossed. Because, yeah, I would like to get to... I- I'm liking this character, Selene, more in this one than the first one, so I would like to see more. Yeah, they did the, they did the right thing where they kind of tried to be a little more introspective or at least a little more, like, character-based. I don't know if it's a character plot or a driven plot or a uh, story-driven plot. Yeah, I would say story-driven, but they did a good job by making her a big centerpiece of the story with her dad being the, that's true the builder of william's cage i think that was a smart choice and the reason the reason why she was like what not gone after but like i guess again uh, victor having pity on her yeah okay i counted eight shots that she shoots um by the way this almost not this but the part when he's like impressive you have blood i'm like Okay, is this just like Dragon Ball right now where like <laughs> you have to have key or something like that? In this case, it's blood where we're, we're dealing with numbers now. Like, oh, now you're as powerful as me, I guess. I, I don't know. Oh, and I, did she remember that from her, her childhood there? I don't know, but that is pretty cool, though. Yeah. keeps It actually gives him reason to like, you know, be out of the action for a bit. Mm-hmm. Always getting pissed. He's beasting out. As the kids are saying after Morbius, uh, he's Morbin. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the weaker CGI moments that, that I think some of the weakest stuff. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I could I could see what you mean. But I do like that they took uh, a good chunk of the movie to because as much as I enjoy that that bad effect, bad hybrid effect, I, it was good to see Tony Curran be a, a central piece of the movie for a lot of those more dramatic scenes. It wouldn't have worked as well if it was just the vampire guy with his dad and, and William. <laughs> I mean, it would have been interesting had he like you know done the Hamlet pose with the with the skeleton or with the skull, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> in the vampire form. I think it would have worked, but obviously not for the whole thing. Yeah, and it escalated the dramatic weight of that scene. Having it, I think, with the actual actor there and his, I guess he's he's in monster form too, but. But doesn't have as much facial range because he's in that big rubber kind of outfit. You are not wrong. And I like this little, this also, this little bridge here also reminds me of Indiana Jones. 
So now I'm thinking of Temple. Temple of Doom. Yeah, like I said, this feels like um, the set piece from the last film. Uh, when we end it inside that, I guess, uh, werewolf hideout. This time it's inside, like, the dungeon of the castle. And you can kind of see, like, all these shots are, are meant to, like, you know, set up for, okay, here, we're, we're following the natural path, so you can't, uh, we're, we're, we're going around this place to make it so that it's not confusing to people. So you get a really good, like, sense of the geometry around the, the battle arena. I love that save there, by the way, with Celine. Just like it's like nothing to her. The guy almost falls and she just grabs him, pulls him back up like it weighs nothing. Yeah, whether she like is now got faster reflexes, I have no idea. By the way, I don't think I commented, but um, a lot of this movie especially, but the first one as well, reminds me a ton of the second Tomb Raider movie. I was about to say, as soon as she did that backflip, I'm like, why does this make me feel like, or why does this feel like the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider? Yep. And I was thinking of Tomb Raider a lot in terms of the video games, but this this whole end piece reminds me of a ton of, uh, actually two different sequences in those Tomb Raider movies. I mean, there's a brown-haired woman dual-wielding pistols and shooting at like an ancient being. Albeit this is yep. a vampire uh, shooting a werewolf, but still, like, difference or any similarities between the two? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and uh, especially in the second one, there's a lot of water and a lot of Lara Croft and, like, a big bodysuit like that, too. So, well, to be fair, she had, she wore a bodysuit in some of the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially around water. So, oh no, Celine, get out of there. It's crush time. Yeah, wouldn't you... I do wish that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you first, because I'm going off in like a different tangent. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I do wish that the William character would be would ha- had a little bit more of a character, and I guess there was no way to really show it because this movie starts long after he's turned into this this beast. But oh yeah, it would be nice to get something from him. I think at some point. Yeah, so he's not just like, I get, was he the MacGuffin or was he just like the artifact or whatever story term or the writing term you would call? <laughs> like, because he's he's what Marcus wants to go get, right? So is that like, well, I think uh, uh, MacGuffin or just like an object? <laughs> I think he was the MacGuffin, and the two keys were the artifacts. Okay, it's got both of them in there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I'm like. Wait, was he a, is he a poorly written character? He's not, I mean, he's a character, but like not exactly a three-dimensional one. Yeah. And again, that's very video game to have these artifacts that you need leading up to a big MacGuffin in the end, big end boss. So. Albeit in this case, like it's Marcus who wants them and it's not like, like Celine and Michael, they, I guess we're just trying to survive. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I guess go to, you know to see alexander corvinus and after that well then marcus kind of just showed up and was like yeah no time to do anything uh to plan or go anywhere just you argue and then i don't know just delay time expose each other argue and then i i show up (laughs) yeah you know and you i guess they did a good job too with the whole her dad thing because it seems like she didn't remember her childhood and that was like a, a hidden piece for memories so maybe she was propelled forward a little bit to try to re- rediscover that part of herself too. 
Yeah, whether it's like regret, re- repressive memories because like being with Craven and Victor, the, their clan, kind of like sort of like I guess put they didn't create them, but like oh, well, I guess they created like some barriers from her mind, and now that they're free. She can like I guess think again for herself. Yeah, I guess the trauma of her her family being killed, she probably tried to wipe them wipe them out of her mind and live this new existence. Yeah, especially when it was revealed when Vic- Victor was the one that like murdered them all. So, and it's like, and when she figured that out, and like now she just had time to like, I guess, think about it. Yeah, it's yeah made her like real. So yeah, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm fudging some some numbers here <laughs> and her logic. Yeah, and I guess it makes I guess it makes double sense that this is like almost immediately after. Like this is only a few days after she oh, totally. had that big discovery. So everything's still flowing. The most this takes, uh, the, the the most the amount of time this takes place is like a week or maybe even like three weeks, and that's it. Yeah, and talk about a shitty life for Celine. She goes through all that chaotic existence and then just just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So great. Now a man has to save her life, <laughs> or at least provide support. I guess. Yep. Yeah, and he's been gone for a while too. He's just been up. Just, like, flying around. I mean, like I said, he got impaled on the top rope. <laughs> yeah, he needs to recover before he got tagged in again. He's on the floor trying to be out of sight of the camera. I was kind of hoping that when she got my uh, Michael Alexander's blood, that she would somehow, like, create talons or, you know, uh, claws on her, and she'd be able to, like, you know, take these guys on. So she's not... Mm. equivalent to michael but she has like a oh. power boost that gives her like well, she did just do that big leap what was that i mean she could but i'm just like come on like i was hoping that we'd get a little like she doesn't always have to use guns now but she's i don't know i guess if, if it ain't broke don't fix it but like again yeah they're not doing much to they're not wearing him down yeah i mean what are they gonna do with this guy this guy's unstoppable Oh, scrolls! That's what they look like. That's what he looks like as well. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I could see it. Yeah, scrolls yeah, <laughs> took him a while to figure that door thing out. Scrolls look like space elves, I guess, and nor the dark elves. Wait, or is my brother? He really is Hulk Hogan now. Come on, brother! We gotta get out of here, brother. Hey guys, <laughs> don't do that! Oh my goodness, it's the NWO. Yeah, me and my Hulkamaniacs, we're going to take this place down. Whoa! Damn. I wish it was a miniature. Did somebody order a chopper? <laughs> it actually does look like a miniature there. Whoa, and it's... Oh, full-size miniature. Good <laughs> grief. <laughs> it's not even a miniature if it's full-size. <laughs> Slow motion. Hey, it didn't explode. That's actually a first. Oh, this is so video game. Oh, my goodness. And yet... Now it's just a part of the... the Wow. I might be rolling my eyes, and yet I also might be enjoying it. And now the now the cutscene will end with the, the villain right at the end of the, the thing, and you gotta try and knock him into the the blades. Like, come on, how is this not... A... <laughs> Again, it... How did her hair not get, like, either tangled or chopped up? Like, what the hey? I guess the wind blew it blew it away. All right, I kind of enjoy this hand to hand combat fight scene. Oh, me too. Yeah, even though the big 
a vampire guy. It's like a pretty clunky outfit he's in. There, there's a decent mobility there, except for that part where she does like a really awful Superman punch. Yeah, she should have. Yeah, ran forward with like. Well, yeah, they could have shot her. Whoa! Jump over. He found a trampoline. Yep. <laughs> Springboard. <laughs> I'll grapple you. Oh no he he made the biggest mistake by going around her to the side of the blades. You, oh. Dude, you could, oh golly, Luke Skywalker. Jeez, it's gone in a second. William, no. Oh. Now this is horrible. I don't like to see this. Oh, poor William. He deserved that. Like, I feel bad for both these guys, actually. Shit. Hey, at least you felt something for these guys. There was some sympathy. It's kind of, that's, that's a lot of praise from you. Yeah. And I think it's mainly from, from Marcus here. I think his love for his brother. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Again, well acted, and oh. the actor made you believe you, or the the actor made you believe. Excuse me. This is great too. I always loved this when I was a kid when she stabs it right up there. Oh, nice! I thought that was just fantastic. Again, I was expecting a lot more blood from him getting shredded, but nope. Yeah, just you know, just uh, dislims him, or just just uh, dismembers him. Excuse me. Yeah, and it was CGI blood too. If they could have gotten some some. Just like throwing a bucket of blood and got a little bit on her. <laughs> that could have been better. Yeah, we can't have we can't have Kate Beckinsale like covered in blood. What is this? The um Oh, what was that film where that woman uh comes up from the blood? Evil Dead uh, the remake? No, nah, Evil Dead the Remake, it's another one. Uh they actually used it as a reference in Survivor's Born. What the hey, it's an English film. Oh, interesting. I don't remember now. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, I'm, I'm thinking of something, but... Oh, The Descent. This, thank you very much. Yep, The Descent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can't have... Wait a second, she's a daywalker now. Yes, I did like this moment. Yeah. Huh. So that's what it means now. So, well, <laughs> now it is the future where she can go... Okay, right there, she looks like Liv Tyler. I could see it. I, I don't know why. I could see it. Apparently, Kate Beckinsale and Liv Tyler look, look alike. And admittedly, the CGI in that moment didn't didn't look great either. But I think overall, I, I like this this kind of quiet moment between the two of them, just marveling. Yeah, there's no dialogue. I kind of like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of smart choices in this movie. It's it's not a great movie, but there's a lot of just good choices for scenes that really help elevate it. Yeah. They at least tried to, I guess, be a little more artsy or I don't know. Artsy is the word, but at least, at least be a little more smart and thoughtful with this. Actually, when I first saw this, I thought the second half was a little more like kind of slow paced. Yeah. But I guess watching it again, I think it works. Yeah. I think it's because there's so much plot in the first half of the movie. Like it's so much of it's just filling in all this, this new mythology. And then for like the last 40 minutes, it's almost just straight action. So I think that makes it feel slower somehow, which is weird that I say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's weird that I, that I don't mind it because with a lot of movies, if it's just like 40 minutes of action, I can just just completely tune out and be like, okay, I'm I'm ready to change a channel. Oh, hey, it's the uh, no fate we make but our own ending. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, here we go. Is this Linda Hamilton? Do a little narration for us. Instead of the, instead of a concrete road, we get water. But there we go. Yeah, underworld evolution. Son of a gun! I forgot my whole tangent. I was going to go off of. <laughs> I remember there was one that I was trying to get into, and I now I can't remember it. I should have written it down. Ah, shoot. Okay, well, if one of us remembers, we're, we're going to go into it because it's the credits now. Damn. Well, I'll say this. Uh, there doesn't actually need to be uh, another movie to this. No, uh, no. I actually I actually honestly feel satisfied uh, with with this duology. I agree. And, and I do remember at the time being like, especially when the third one came out, uh, should I tell you the title? Is that a, I don't know if I, if I should be keeping those things. I'm pretty sure I already know the title given I bought it. It's the rise of the lichens. Yes. I remember when that came out, I was like, I don't know if I need another one. I feel like I'm pretty satisfied. And then when I found out what the third one was going to be, I was like, okay, there's room for this. Oh, Marco Beltrami. Wow. I didn't know that. And so, so they do, I think they also recognize that this feels like a solid ending. And so for the third one, they move in a different direction. Which we'll see. But, you know what they could have done instead? They could have not cast back Kate Beckinsale. They could. They didn't even need to bring her back. <laughs> I mean, for the for the next one. Sorry, not not this one. I think if they wanted to keep moving forward, they could have just done it with a different like protagonist. Yeah, but overall, um, again, I don't think any of these, at least of the three, res or I keep wanting to say Resident Evil. Oh my goodness. Any of these three? Well, uh, we'll get that crossover. Underworld films that I've seen. I don't think any of them are necessarily great movies, but I feel like this one moved in a, a, a lot better direction than that first movie. I thought the first movie was okay, but something about it just didn't click. I feel like they fixed a lot of those issues with this one. Maybe they maybe they took more time with the script or something, but just a lot more of it uh, hits better. I think. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think uh, I think you have a point there. I think there were some ideas that they wanted to do in the first one, and they got to do it all in, in this film. Like I said, it was a lot more smaller, and there was less cast, I think, than the first film. Um, maybe there's a, the same amount of cast, but I feel like there's less extras than the last film, but what do I know? Yeah. Yeah, and it could be both these movies are just so packed with mythology and maybe now that they set kind of the, the tracks down in that first movie with a lot of the basic mythology, they have more time to focus on the characters with this one. But it's funny, I, I can't think of too many other franchises where so much of it is just <laughs> just kind of exposition about this big mythology that they have. Like There's so much of that in both these movies. It's just, it's a lot. It almost feels like maybe it would have been better suited for a book series than movies. That's that's where you almost could go with this. Like you've you've closed the like you you've it's a pilot to like a series or a comic book or a video game. You don't and and Celine's story like it's not to say that she can't show up for stuff. I think like she's still a player in in a way, but her story is kind of I guess like closed. Canadian casting. Wait a second. Hey, What's what? going on here? Was this shot in Alberta? Is that why it's so snowy? I don't know. We'll find out. Let's, let's see where it was filmed. Shot in uh, shot in August in Alberta. Man, it's just as snowy as ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. 
<laughs> that you live there. So yeah, probably. <laughs> oh man, did you hear the controversy? Or there, there was a there was a funny thing apparently in with the Last of Us, uh, where apparently there was a shot like in Boston somewhere, and then it was like the next shot was like ten miles from Boston, but it was in like the wilderness and. I don't know my Boston geography, but I assume there's not many. Like it was basically like mountains and wilderness and a river. So I'm like, I guess that's not in and around the Boston area. So turns out it was filmed primarily in Alberta and probably in Banff as well. Hilariously enough, Vancouver, you gotta be kidding me! Oh, weird. You must be ahead of me. Mm. No, it said. Oh, I just saw it. Uh, Vancouver Union or whatever. Yeah, you just saw it. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I yeah. was a little ahead the whole time. But like, no, I knew this was filmed no. here. Uh, I actually suspected that a few times where I was like, that forest looks familiar. Why do I know this forest? Yeah. And then when they were driving in chase uh, sequence, I was like, okay, this looks like it's hope or at least something on one of the highways. And then it turns out, yeah. So somehow these guys didn't bump into the, uh, actually, no, they couldn't have bumped into the house of the dead guy production crew because that was on the highland somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah you're reminding me of uh, i'm trying to look it up right now but i saw this this random video on youtube it was like goths doing things that normal people do something like that interesting and they were like going to a park they were like walking on a beach and as i was watching i was like wait a minute is this this looks like vancouver is this vancouver (sighs) and i i think the band was like I think their name was Two Crows or something like that. I wish I could remember what it was. I think I've heard that. I think I remember that name, or maybe it sounds familiar. Anyway, I looked it up, and they were from Vancouver, so I was like, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Krypton, what the fudge? Did it say Krypton, what? Yeah. That's interesting. Waiting for, waiting for you to get there. I don't know if you uh, maybe you passed it, I don't know, but like, geez, I didn't even realize that, like... <laughs> people all the way like several light years away from, uh, from us like provided some of the fat visual effects <laughs> interesting hey speaking of uh, dc from earlier we were talking about that oh two shadows that was the name of the band i just looked it up two shadows two shadows okay okay it doesn't ring a bell but fair. all right i'll take a look at them there you go or take a listen yeah i gotta support our local uh local brothers wait wait, wait. are they still are they still together uh that's a good question, and maybe they're broken up already. When did, yeah, when did they when did they form? You never know what bands these days. Well, yeah, what 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 form? Uh, when did they form? And when was their like peak? And are they still together or not? Going by Caleb's definition or his uh, rule set, <laughs> they looked rather youthful. So I'm assuming they'd still be uh, together here. When was the video uh, shot? Oh, that I don't know. That I don't know. I just came across it. Okay, ah, fair enough and take a look makes sense yeah there's there looks like they started around like 2019 or 2020 oh boy okay that makes sense yeah. chester bennington oh boy the undertaker oh oh boy rest in peace buddy filmed on location in vancouver canada all right so that's where this took place in vancouver canada wasn't germany wasn't czechoslovakia slash or sorry the czech republic not nor um prague nor north it just okay what well, you know what they they kind of tricked me like i'm like 
that ending it's like what castle is that there are no castles in bc what the hey hey what do we know i mean that could be all the way up in Stuart. maybe they maybe they wear those hats there oh what the it was all snowy after oh all. what the flip it's not in Stuart, bc that's where the that was the no for pit's sakes it's, it's funny when you said the thing because i'm like wait a minute wasn't there like wasn't the thing well actually the thing wasn't filmed in Stuart, was it the original yeah but i don't know about the remake no i meant the remake excuse me but uh, yeah, my movie is officially over. There was no post-credit scene, so there you go. And uh, have we already given our final thoughts on this one? I feel like I gave mine. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just reiterate. I guess it's just yeah, we'll just go through it again. Why not? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'd give it a recommendation. I'd say these two together actually make a much better like like be- between this and its sister series. I think uh, so far, um, Underworld is the stronger of the two. Again, I'm only judging by like two films, so like, yeah, you know, the previous film and then this film certainly outweigh and outbeat uh, Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse. Yeah, and it's it's funny coming back to both of these, um, considering I used to love them around the same time period. I, I was a big fan of both of them when they were coming out, and yeah, I <laughs> this series is definitely not on the same level as Resident Evil. I thought they would have been in a similar cast, but no Resident Evil. That's some, that's some shitty fun. These movies got a little bit more going on to them. I wouldn't say that they're, you know, great movies necessarily, but there's, there's some, there's some depth there. Yep. I remember, uh, us pulling out a little bit of the social commentary with the cast, with the lichens and the, the vampires. Oh yeah. I definitely didn't pick up on any of that when I was a kid. So, so it's nice to come back. Absolutely. See, there was a little bit more thought to them. Absolutely. Unlike Resident Evil, which come back to them and I was just stunned. I was like, oh my God, these are so bad. Like, how did I miss it when I was a kid? Yeah, it's it's like you mentioned before, going off of what you said, it's funny how there's a lot of lore in this and it's very lore centric. And they, yeah. they're very much sticking to their lore, whereas Resident Evil has pretty much <laughs> tried to like push itself away from all the lore other than like you know the i guess basic lore of the from the games oh and just wait it gets even more comical these guys man up until that point excuse me yeah that's the the series oh boy it's just it's crazy that i that i didn't see it when i was (laughs) that just goes to show the different levels of analyzation that you have as a youth <laughs> and i'll still recommend resident evil but only in like a in a in a if you're gonna watch it for the last like watch it watch it because yeah. it's goofy it's over the top uh it's trying to take itself seriously when it's not so it's it's there for like a fun time with your friends <laughs> to laugh at this while it's not like compelling or anything i think well i think there's some parts that are compelling i think it actually has some stuff going for it so like yeah really i'd recommend uh this duology here i don't know what's gonna ha- i haven't obviously seen rise of lichens yet but as of now like at least if you weren't to watch anything after this i'd certainly uh recommend these two to watch uh, on your own or with with friends and at least be like all right this wasn't the stupidest movie ever but it wasn't the you know, not, not the greatest either, but I kind of enjoyed it. So hopefully you'll you'll get that from uh, these watch. But that's that's to uh, each their own, of course. Yeah, and I'm excited going forward. I've only seen Rise of Lycans once in theaters, and I haven't seen any of the movies per, uh, following that. So, so yeah, there's still still plenty more to go, and I'm I'm curious now that coming back to these two, if maybe there's going to be more to those uh, 
those other three as well. I'm curious yeah. how that's going to turn out. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be a recap in the next film. That'll be interesting if they continue that cycle, which Resident Evil just, you know, chooses not to. Yeah, basically just resets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that, thank you again, Isaac, for joining me for some more Underworld. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, any last words for us here? As always, my co-host, thank you for, you know, like, I'd say allowing me on, but I'm one of the co-hosts, so, yes. like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, but this is, this is our thing, and, uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, if, if, uh, if you, uh, have suddenly been thrust into a world of vampires and werewolves, mm. are you, do you side with, like, one or the other, or, you know, some sort of, like, Van Helsing type of guilds? kind of makes for a really good game like a good D game or even just video game yeah i'd i'd say like uh all of you go out there uh forget my analogy tonight uh go out there and and bug sony to make a a game series out of a franchise out of this or a game entry <laughs> in this because i think there's potential untapped potential uh here swelling in this series that people completely forgot about so oh well yep agreed what doesn't have Kate Beckinsale in there? Then this is garbage. It's like, well, that Hogwarts Legacy game doesn't have, I think, any of the cast from the movie in there. So, like, does that make it trash? It hasn't come out yet. Maybe <laughs> still, yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> Till next time. Peace. say just before i hit uh stop i did see recently her saying that um it doesn't seem like there's any plans for a sixth film but that she's on board she's she's really wanting to get back into this universe and to get back to the character so yeah I so if they so. did present a video game maybe she'd be interested i mean if if she can get it to was it because there's seven resident evil jovovich films right yeah yeah she could just make two more then she's golden uh, cause I mean, I'm not saying do a, don't go, don't pull a Vin Diesel with like Fast and Furious by making 10, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like, Hey, maybe try to make like two more just for, to tie your sister series together. Yeah. No, that'd be nice. Golly. Nice. The, the, the very last, the, the last scene or a post-credit scene in the seventh underworld film would just be like Jovovich showing up as Alice. <laughs> um, I'm like, let's go. And then a third Jovovich shows, or second Jovovich shows up from the Monster Hunter series. She's like, "What? What's going on?" Uh, she's another another uh, clone of Alice. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that. It's not that I don't another. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and Paul W. Sanderson will direct. He'll be the one to make the eighth film for both what's series. His, oh my goodness! Yeah, or the <laughs> I guess maybe not eighth. Well, I guess would it be the eighth entry or the first entry between like a crossover. 
They'll just call it um, Resident Evil Underworld. <laughs> Dude, that's a great... But, well, wait, is this the same thing as, like, Captain America Civil War? Remember that thing where everybody was like, now hang on a second. Wait a minute. Isn't, like... Is it really a Captain America movie, or is it, like, uh, should be, like, a Marvel movie? Or not a Marvel movie, like, an Avengers movie. It should have been, like, Avengers Civil War. Yeah, it'll be more of a Celine story, but with zombies and... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you definitely know exactly what the, the, the bad guy is going to be, right? It's going to be a hybrid between vampires, lichens, and zombies. <laughs> yep, the T-Virus got involved with... Oh, my yeah. goodness, yeah. No, <laughs> dude come on there there's money on the table right there you're <laughs> come on yeah double paul ws anderson and len wiseman yep. and uh any other danny mcbride like come on there's money right there yeah call us up we'll write you a treatment for cheap <laughs> i'll do that i literally will do that <laughs> oh they've got a music video uh, her portrait in black by atreyu that's interesting is that the isn't that the end credit song? <laughs> no, it's not. There's something else. Oh yeah, I turned it off to, uh, once the credits start. Once I saw Led, Len Wiseman and Danny McBride again, I was like, okay, write that down, switch it off. <laughs> There's a song by someone where I'm like, is that who I think it is? And I'm like, uh oh. <sighs> oh, is it? Uh, I'm curious. Maybe you'll have to mention it during the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be like towards the end. Well, it'll be during the credits. <laughs> <laughs> 